0: This morning, we're taking the opportunity to immerse ourselves in stillness so that we may connect with the knower within so that it may be our guide during this time of change. So wherever you are, I invite you to make yourself comfortable so that you may be open to divine guidance. It might help to uncross your arms and legs, clear your lap of any objects, and allow the chair and floor to support your back and feet. Also know that right where you are, God is, and therefore it is safe and sacred space. So if you're willing, I invite you to gently allow your eyes to close and take this opportunity to relax and let go of all that has happened up until this moment. Now join me in taking a deep conscious breath. Let's breathe in and release with a sigh. And just give thanks for the breath as you gently allow it to return to its natural rhythm. And as we enter the stillness, I offer this affirmation as our guide. I have been that I have been, I am that I am, and I will be what I will be simultaneously. I have been that I have been. I am that I am. And I will be what I will be simultaneously. I now invite you to return your awareness to the space that you are in. To do so, you might focus on your feet and notice and feel the support of the floor beneath. You might gently rub your palms together. Begin to expand your awareness and feel the space around you. And When you are ready. I invite you to gently allow your eyes to open. This completes our meditation experience. And so it is. Thank you for creating the safe and sacred container of love for our service this morning. We have a wonderful opportunity during these times to spend more time being still and renewing our connection with the one and i invite you to do so whenever and wherever possible it has been a pleasure and an honor to facilitate this morning's meditation thank you
1: Good morning, Heart and Soul family. Welcome to our Sunday virtual service. Today is Sunday, October 4th, and it is my great pleasure to welcome you to our service this morning. My name is Sonia Russell. I am a licensed practitioner and founding member here at Heart and Soul, and I am looking forward to the opportunity to let you know how you can continue to be engaged at Heart and Soul Beginning with our theme, 2020 Adventures in Faith, Expect a Miracle, and we are deeply, deeply, deeply steeped in that, family, I am sure. Um, Hopefully you are with us. We are walking through A Year of Miracles by Marianne Williamson, A Daily Read. Today is day 278, and the affirmation is, I have infinite potential for greatness. And I am all about that affirmation today, family. I invite you to make sure that you are connected in all the ways there are to be connected with us, including Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and various podcasts. We will have an opportunity at the towards the end of our service for community giving, but we invite you into giving at any time by visiting our website or texting to give. You can sign up to receive information and details directly in your mailbox by visiting heartsoulcenter.org slash sign up. And I want to make sure you know that we are continuing to hold tight to our community affirmation. Thank you for everything. I have no complaint whatsoever. Our practitioners are still working out our Year of Miracles Review book study happening on Mondays nights from 630 to 715 p.m. Pacific Time. Make sure that you sign up by visiting our website. Once you sign up, you'll get regular reminders in order to participate. The opportunity is to be in community and go deep into our annual read. Our Imagining Justice crew, Valerie Joy Finmont and David Walker, invite you into an active October. Uh, we are igniting the vision this coming Wednesday with author, coach, and yoga instructor, Rochelle Donegan. And on the 14th, the League of Women Voters will have an info session. Y'all know there's an election coming up. Don't sleep on that. And then on the 21st, we will be coming together um, to talk about our upcoming Urban Mindfulness Summit uh, 2020. We'll be having a pre-party, in fact. And so we invite you into that. Our sessions begin at 6.15 p.m. Pacific time uh, with meditation. On Thursdays, Tammy Hall, um, virtuoso pianist, uh, does a Facebook live um, at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Make sure that you're supporting Tammy by visiting her Tammy Lynn Hall Hawkins Facebook page uh, and that you are tipping generously. On Saturdays at 10 a.m. Pacific time, our... Facebook, YouTube, and podcast of Reverend Andrea's Point of Power pop vlog. We invite you to be in it. It is good, and it is five minutes that will absolutely transform your day. And... No longer saving the date, family. We are inviting you to register for the Urban Mindfulness Summit 2020. Rise together right now, Saturday, October 24th, and Sunday, October 25th. We are super excited to announce this panel um, with the topic of 2020 and 2020, what we realize, what we're doing, and what's next. But we will have the likes of Representative Barbara Lee, our United States Congresswoman, Keith Carson from Alameda County Supervisor, uh, Lynette Malkohaney, our Oakland City Councilperson, Bishop Yvette Flunder from City of Refuge, and the whole thing is going to be moderated by our beloved Dana King, artist and activist. That's happening on Saturday morning and then Saturday afternoon, you'll have an opportunity to be in a live concert with the fabulous Ricky Byers. And then on Sunday, after you spend some time in beautiful community with our Sunday celebration service, you have an opportunity to come together with some everyday spiritual um, and mental health mindfulness practices brought to you by Heart and Soul's Health and Well-Being Circle. um, And we'll be focusing on nutrition, movement, and meditation all of that is coming together, family, by visiting heartsoulcenter.org urbanmindfulness and getting your ticket now. Um, so we're inviting you to register today, sliding scale from $20, and make sure that you tell your friends. Following service today, family, by about 10 minutes, prayer is available, uh, and we invite you into prayer in all the ways that it is available. So make sure that you avail yourself. We also have prayer available on Wednesdays at 7 a.m. Pacific time. And so, family, I invite you to take a moment to find your breath. Heart and soul endeavors to be a powerful force of love on the planet. And this is our vision. And so we make sure that we recite it together. And so together, family, we are a loving and compassionate, world-class teaching and empowerment ministry. Through a consciousness of universal God presence, we release all resistance, separation, and fear. We claim our personal liberation and accept the eternal availability of joy, love, and abundance. Through our intention to be love and spread joy, we engender reflections of the same and more in others. Our ministry is a gift to the world, which expands through our practice and dedication. We welcome all people, and together we make a quantifiable positive difference on the planet, and so it is. (sighs) And so family, I invite you to simply take a moment to allow yourself to be fully present Trusting that this moment, this breath, is steeped with the perfection of the infinite. That we know here and now that God is all that there is, ever has been and ever will be. This moment, we, this breath, this instance, this holy instance is steeped with God. I know that the only thing going on in this moment is the perfect unfolding of everything, everywhere. It is regardless of appearances, and it is without exception. God is ever-moving, ever-present, ever-unfolding. And so it is from this place of knowing, this place of trusting, this place of deep-abiding faith— that I, Sonia, speak my word on behalf of my beloved Heart and Soul Center of Light community, knowing that today and every day we have the opportunity to trust. We have the opportunity to know that the goodness of the infinite is unfolding, not only unfolding perfectly, but unfolding in our favor. Today and every day we have the opportunity to stand Courageously and confidently in knowing that love is, and that we are, and that all is truly well. Today and every day, we have the opportunity to be unapologetic in our knowing of what is right, what is true, what is just. And that we move forward in the world knowing that without a doubt, love will prevail. And so I'm giving thanks. I'm giving thanks that Heart and Soul Center of Light continues to be a beacon of love. I am knowing and claiming and grateful for the perfection that is this ministry, for the love that is this community, and for all that is to come. For all that already has been and all that is now, I am grateful. I am grateful for every hand and every heart that supports this ministry, our practitioners, our ministers, our musical inspiration, our music ministry, everyone brings together their love and light, and I am grateful. I'm grateful for our beloved Reverend Andriette saying yes and yes again and yes again. And I am grateful for the good sense to be grateful. And so in perfect gratitude, I simply release this word into the law. I know that it is done, not only because I speak this word, but because it is written on our hearts. And so we simply allow it to be so now and forever. And so it is.
2: If I had a hammer, I'd hammer in the morning. I'd hammer in the evening, all over this land. I'd hammer out danger, hammer out warning, and hammer. this line if i Thank <laughs>
3: Good morning, heart and soul, and just thank you, Branis and Branis McKenzie and Tammy Hall. Thank you so very much. In times like these, in fact, for such a time as this, this message of if I had a hammer, if I had the wherewithal to make a difference, this is what I want us all thinking about. And let me just go on record and say that for heart and soul, we are considering now that we have been sheltered in place and at, well, I believe at the appropriate guidance for Alameda County for what we can and cannot do in terms of our gathering capacities and the guidelines therein, that our intention is to remain our very safest so that we can be as healthy as we possibly can, that we have every opportunity to me, not just keep me safe, but in my keeping me safe, that I'm also doing what I can, that when I'm in your presence, I am not impairing your safety in any way. In fact, I am increasing your odds for safety when we are in our six foot different, and you know, distancing and just all of it, what I'm saying is, we are doing our best to acknowledge that there really are some guidelines and we intend to follow them. And during this time, heart and soul, and our particularly our prayer and care village, and our practitioners, our ministers, we just are doing our best, our leadership circle, coming together in to design ways in which we can, support you more, can be more in touch with you. So towards the end, I'm going to be, we are even now working through some ways where, where for, for the next 30 days, we can just be in daily contact with you. And uh, there's so much going on and we want to, I feel like it's our job. Our responsibility is to support you in maintaining your highest vibration. Now, you have to do the work, ultimately, but we are willing to do whatever we possibly can to fan the flame of the the embers that you have set afire. So, we're working together to do that. I'm gonna tell you some more about that towards the end. From time to time, um we have when we were gathering in person we would have various guest speakers and one of our favorites that we haven't seen for a while although he was scheduled pre-covid we had him scheduled to be with us dr will coleman um who i want to tell you some things about his official bio But y'all know that this is my brother, my teacher, my friend, and clearly a long-term, long-time friend of heart and soul, um, is our guest speaker today. And um, so I just want, for those of you who are not necessarily familiar or need to be reminded, that Dr. Will Coleman is a theologian and teacher of biblical spirituality, Kabbalah and IFA. He was born and grew up in Tennessee. After completing his bachelor's of arts degree in religion at Rhodes College in Memphis, he received his master's of divinity degree with a focus in theology from Columbia Theological Seminary. I claim him as our native son. Why? Because he lived in Berkeley while he attended the graduate theological union in Berkeley. And, just so you know, he was breathing the rarefied Bay Area air when he received his doctorate of philosophy degree with distinction. It's all because he was in here with us. His area of concentrations were philosophical and systemic theology, philosophy of religion, and interpretation theology. He teaches. He tutors individuals and groups in a variety of contexts in the area of theology and biblical spirituality in English, in Hebrew, in Greek, in Latin. This is my brother. Kabbalah, 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 and Ifa. So he brings all of that to this magnificent party. You know we have been long time heart and soulers you know that he has been a part of and serving and contributing to our community since 2010, when he spoke for the first time in our um, Bringing a Sunday Message at Heart and Soul. But also, he usually, whenever he is here, and certainly in 2010, presented his first workshop for us. So I'm rolling all of that together to say, we love us some Dr. Will, and so today we are sharing some Dr. Will with you. And so, my beloved brother, our friend, I now and we welcome collectively to Heart and Soul Center of Life virtual service, Reverend Dr. Will
4: Coleman. Hello, heart and soul. It's good to be here with you. I have actually been with you for several months now because COVID-19 in its own way has made it possible for me to fly out to Oakland, California online and then fly back to Atlanta. So I have enjoyed actually hearing my dear sister, Reverend Andrea Errol, preach and teach in ways that I've never heard of before. Because usually when I come out there, I'm doing the teaching or I'm doing the preaching but every Sunday night, I get to enjoy her. So today I want to meditate with you on a song that I heard a few weeks ago that really struck me because of the version in which it was rendered by Bobby McFerrin. I'd like to make a comparison between that and the song that I heard growing up, the King James Version, and talk about some implications of what that means, both those songs for times like this. So first, Let me read the one that I'm most familiar with from the past, the King James Version. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Hello heart and soul, it's good to be here with you. I have actually been with you for several months now because COVID-19 in its own way has made it possible for me to fly out to Oakland, California online, and then fly back to Atlanta. So I have enjoyed actually hearing my dear sister, Reverend Andre Arrow preach and teach in ways that I've never heard of before, because usually when I come out there, I'm doing the teaching, or I'm doing the preaching. But every Sunday night, I get to enjoy her. So today, I want to meditate with you on a psalm that I heard few weeks ago that really struck me because of the version in which it was rendered by Bobby McFerrin. I'd like to make a comparison between that and the song that I heard growing up, the King James Version, and talk about some implications of what that means, both those songs for times like this. So first, let me read the one that I'm most familiar with from the past, the King James Version. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures he leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And then, as I stated a few Sundays ago, I heard this rendition. I think I've heard it before, but I heard it differently, especially in light of what was being presented on that Sunday. This is, I'm going to call it, the Bobby McFerrin version. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all I need. She makes me lie down in green pastures. Beside the still waters, she will lead. She restores my soul. She rights my wrongs. She leads me in a path of good things and fills my heart with song. Even though I walk through a dark and dreary land, there's nothing that can shake me. She has said she won't forsake me. I'm in her hand. She sets a table before me in the presence of my foes. She anoints my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, surely, goodness and kindness will follow me. All the days of my life, and I will live in her house forever, forever, and ever. Glory be to our mother and daughter, and to the Holy of Holies, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. A nice doxology there at the end. Let me go back to that uh, first version of the Psalms, the one that I grew up with. For many years, I was taught that it was the Psalms of comfort, of consolation. That's how I learned it, that's how I accepted it. And that's how I, from time to time was guided by it. But as I began to learn more about the language underneath the English version, I also began to realize that the Psalms is saying some things that are a bit different from what I had normally thought. For example, the very first word, the Lord. I have learned that actually the word there is the living one. Think about that. The living one, the source of life, physical life, of emotional life, of mental life, of spiritual life, the source of personal, interpersonal, social, political, economic, and even ecological realities is my guide, my shepherd. And because the living one is the source of all things, all abundance, all reality, this is why it could be said that I have need of nothing or that I shall not want. Then the psalm goes on following up on that thought to say that this one, the living one, causes me to lie down in green pastures and leaves me beside still waters in a dry lane leads me to an oasis of resources, provides nourishment for me. And maybe not just for me, but let's begin with for me. And in the midst of life's turmoil and changes and adjustments and the moving and the getting things done and the exhaustion of life, the psalmist goes on to say in the English, that he restores my soul. But in the Hebrew, the word here is not just soul, it's nephesh, that the living one restores my breath and my life force, that life force and the energy that animated the first being that was created in the image of the powers of life, that my vitality, when it is depleted, when it grows weary, is restored and renewed and refilled, as you were, with the spirit of life. And being refilled and renewed, I have the power and the capacity to continue in the ways of righteousness. The word there is Zedek, righteousness and uprightness. For my name'sake, sake, because of me? No, 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 no. There's another clue here. For his name'sake, sake, for the name'sake sake of the living one. And again, the word here is smoke. It means not just name, but reputation. It makes me think about Yeshua's prayer that is called the Lord's Prayer when it's really the Our Father. In the opening words it says, Our Father, which are in the heavens. Hallowed be your name. Consecrated be your name. Sacred be your name. So when you put these two ideas together, it's saying that the psalmist is affirming that righteousness is connected with the name of life, that righteousness is about livingness and connecting with the living power in order to do what is right, consistently. And then in doing what is right, you don't grow weary. Because the very next verse, which is translated in the opening words as yay, and interjection, can really be understood in the Hebrew as, again, again, and again. Righteousness is something that has to be pursued on a daily basis, it's not just a moment. It is a continuous action, it's a a liturgy, it's a ritual. And therefore the psalmist says, one more time, as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, the valley of constriction, the valley of constraint, the valley of narrowness, the valley that seems to be no way out except to keep moving forward and pushing forward and pushing and moving for righteousness and justice. I have no fears. And I don't fear death or transformation because inside of the course is renewal. But I have no fear because you're not far away, you're in me and you're with me. And the phrase here, for you are with me, is very similar to the idea of Emmanuel, that the living one is with me and the living one is with us in what we are pursuing. So as we walk through the valley, as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, life walks with me, because the living one walks with me. Now, the living one doesn't walk with me with us on the because the psalmist has in mind the image of the good shepherd, probably taking his idea from him, The Pharaoh's image of Osiris. Because he says, on the one hand, your rod, your club of justice and righteousness. On the other hand, your staff, your crook that guides the sheep. When they steer off the path, back to the right path, they both are with me. Because you bring them with you as you walk with me through the valley of the shadow of death, never alone, never forsaken, always guided by that living power as we pursue righteousness. They comfort me because they represent both your justice and your mercy, your justice and your love, your justice and your power that go hand in hand, your justice and your generosity. They comfort me as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death and the new And in another place again, in the prayer by Yeshua, he says, towards the end of it, lead us not into trial, but deliver us from evil. It has another connotation, because it also can be interpreted as, deliver us from the evil. Deliver us from structures that are unjust. Deliver us through our own actions of transformation. We're not alone. When Yeshua prayed that prayer, I mean, when the disciples pray that prayer, he was teaching them in the context, not just of metaphysical bind by- and bindness, so to speak, but actually in the context of the stringency of the Roman Empire on how to see and be and manifest a new reality. So deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory through the ages of ages. Like to the Psalms, it goes on to say, hmm. and comforting me, you also continue to renew me. Because you prepare a feast, a communion before me. The the Hebrew says, in my face. That expression, in my face, you prepare a feast for me. In the presence of my enemies or my foes or my adversities, both internal and external, both internalized and projected. Again, in the dimensions of my personal, my interpersonal, my social, political, economic realities, you, the living one, prepare a feast for me. In the midst of that, the blessing and the power is in the midst of the opposition when I have the assurance that you're with me. And like of old, you anoint my head with all prophet, the priest, king, in the age of the biblical context, were anointed and set aside, consecrated by the pouring of all of the heads. And the all symbolized the feminine power, actually, of the Holy Spirit, the ruach hachadosh, the nearness and presence Power and might and consolation and rebirthing energy that was placed upon that you will want my head, and from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet, I'm being renewed and consecrated for new work. I feast to rejuvenate into. Nourish my bodies, And for joy, my cup runs over with wine. My cup runs over with wine. Wine is not just for me, but wine that I also share with others who have gathered at this table of communion this festive rejuvenation in those intervals of rest and renewal between the hard and diligent work that has to be done for justice and righteousness. Then the psalmist concludes by saying for sure, or for sure, and the English here again, doesn't quite get the full sense of it where it says, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. The Hebrew actually says, Tov goodness and loving kindness will pursue me. That's powerful in pursuing righteousness, in pursuing justice, cause and effect. Then, they're personified. Goodness and mercy, goodness, like the goodness of the six days of creation, Genesis chapter 1, and mercy, or loving kindness, will run after me and overtake me and surround me and envelop me and close me when and for how long all the days of my lives is plural all the days of my lives which connotes is not just my own particular incarnation but it has also to do with my reputation just like the reputation of the name of the living one In the earlier verses, here now, I have an opportunity for my reputation, my name. I'm doing good work to be remembered in my particular lifetime and also beyond. And also communally, not just myself, but all of us who are engaged in the work of righteousness, in the work of transformation, in the work not just for our generation, but for the future generation, that's how we have lives beyond the year. And goodness and loving kindness. Pursue us, overtake us, care us for through the good work we've done, through the persistent work we've done, through the diligent work we've done. All the days of our lives And I will dwell in the house of the living one forever. And Paul tells us, renewing this idea, because in this context, of course it refers to the temple. I will dwell in the temple of the living one forever. The abode of the living one forever. The sacred space of the living one forever. And then Paul reduces his idea to say, don't you know that your own body is the temple of the living one? What we do in our bodies, with our bodies, through our bodies, individually and corporately is where the living one is. So it's it's a paradox almost, or it's I dwell, we dwell. In the house of the Living One, as we also realize that we are the house, the houses, individually and collectively, of the Living One. Throughout, it says in the Hebrew, Leo Lamba Eid, that is throughout time and throughout space, it's Eid. Come when the foundation is properly laid and or renewed. Now I think we get the uh, implications of this is that David, or the writer of the Psalms, is not just talking about himself only, as he represents the people. And he's not talking only about spiritual matters, but he's talking about that interconnection between, as I said earlier, the personal, the interpersonal, the social, the political, the economic, and the ecological. And that's also why it's been such a joy for me to hear my, my sister evoke importance of waking up and of taking action here and now, to be living agents of transformation and to never ever give up because we're walking in a tradition that has been set Before us, by the cloud of witnesses who knew, who knew these Psalms and more, who knew, not the Lord's Prayer, but the Our Father, who knew that justice and righteousness will prevail. And they prevail more abundantly to the extent that those who know better do better to engage in. Not cosmetic changes, but deep, struggling transformation of deep seated injustices. I want to pause here. And I do mean just pause because I want to get to that other song by Brother Bobby McFerrin because I believe he's right on target. began to think about also not only the good shepherd and not only the father, but also the rebirth and the mother and her daughters for such a time as this for such a time as this and how does the Psalms, this one, in conjunction with other words and teachings of Yeshua and others, refrain, reshape, rebirth, and inspire. And this individual and
5: collective journey,
2: rolling river, God, little stones are smooth. Only once the water passes through, now I am a stone, rough and grainy still, trying To reconcile this river's chill, but when I close my eyes and feel you rushing by, I know that time. Sometimes raging wild, sometimes swollen high. But never have I known this river dry. The deepest part of you is where I want to stay and feel the sharpest that time brings change and change.
6: And so we simply take a breath, family, to know the goodness of a rolling river God. And indeed, Dr. Will has brought us to a place of rebirthing our energies, renewing our minds and hearts with an awareness that the goodness and loving kindness of God is always pursuing us. And we can help excite and accelerate that divine dynamic through Gracious giving. At Heart and Soul Center of Light, we have several ways in which you can graciously give your gift. You can send a check to our new secure mailing address at Heart and Soul Center of Light, 5627. Telegraph Avenue, number 405, Oakland, California, 94609. You can also give online uh, at heartsoulcenter.org slash give, either setting up a one-time gift or a recurring gift. And last but not least, you can text the word give to 510 5849 However you choose to give is absolutely right and perfect, but it is also important that we maintain a proper consciousness about the spirit of our giving. And at Heart and Soul, we do this by blessing our good before it is even given. So wherever you are in the world, I invite you to perhaps take your gift in hand or otherwise place your hand over your heart and let us say our blessing together. I bless this gift as healing energy and send it into the divine flow of all good infinite prosperity circulates through me through my church and throughout the world because i know god as source and so it is thank you revelo
1: family this is my opportunity to remind you how you can continue to be engaged beginning with tomorrow our year of miracles, 6:30 p.m Pacific time, um, a deep dive of our year of miracles, read with Mary Ann Williamson. Visit our website to sign up. Remember that Imagining Justice is igniting the vision with Embracing Self-Love with Rochelle Donegan on Wednesday. Make sure that you join us, heartsoulcenter.org slash justice is how to get there. And next week, the League of Women Voters info session is happening. On Thursday, Tammy Hall is live. Visit her, Tammy Lynn Hall, Hawkins Facebook page, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Um, make sure that you are tipping generously. On Saturdays, Reverend Andreette is doing our Point of Power pop vlog uh, happens via Facebook, YouTube, and via podcast, making sure that you're watching, liking, and telling your friends. The Urban Mindfulness Summit is here. It's time for you to register at heartsoulcenter.org slash urban mindfulness. We are excited um, about our lineup for Saturday's panel, our concert with Ricky Byers, and then on Sunday, our everyday spiritual and mental health mindfulness practices with our um, with heart and soul's health and well-being circle and so we're just excited for what we have lined up for you so visit um and make sure that you get your ticket um starting with the sliding scale of 20 dollars today the 60th anniversary of marcus books continues to be underway visit gofundme in order to support them Um, we're also lifting up kingston11 at kingston11eats.com we want to make sure that both of our um, community members are still there once we are back um to being together in person. The Pulse meets at 1130 Pacific time on Sundays. In order to participate, you can send emails to the Pulse at heartsoulcenter.org. And our Youth and Family Village has some new videos, including some um, things that support with eye fatigue um, for kids who have to be on Zoom all day, some other um, meditations and stillness practices. You can w- visit heartsoulcenter.org slash watch YFV for more details. We're going to remind you to join us for prayers following service family, and then again on Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific time. And it is my great pleasure to welcome back our beloved Reverend Andriette.
3: Hey, family. I just, I want you to know, Heart and Soulers, just how much I appreciate that you tune in, that out of all of the ways you could spend your Sunday morning, that you are choosing to spend it with us. And I always have to give a very special shout out to those folks who are from out of the area who just managed to be a part of our family on this Sunday morning, if no other. And many of you are often with us. And so I just want to acknowledge uh, that Detroit, Michigan is in the house and Jaco, Costa Rica and Aurora, Colorado and Los Angeles, Maui. Atlanta, San Jose, Costa Rica, and Manchester, Vermont, Washington, D.C., Rio de Janeiro, Hamburg, Germany, St. Charles, Missouri, Jackson, Mississippi, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Thank you so very much, and I'm gonna ask you that you spread the word as well. If it's good for you, just know it'll be good for somebody else, and we are forever getting better. So please do spread the word today, as the first Sunday in October. I am honored to give a very special shout out and a happy birthday greeting to those of you who are celebrating your October birthdays. Yes, indeed, happy, 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 happy birthday. Thank you for being with us this Sunday during your birthday month. I also want to earlier I shared that for such a time as this, heart and soul, leadership, and uh, well, the circle leads, our leadership, are working on various ways that we can be in touch with you, that we can, we see it as our responsibility to fan the flame of your inspiration, of your peace, of your joy. It's your responsibility, but we're in there with you. We are, in the words of Al Jarreau, we are in this love together for real. So for such a time as this, Our prayer and care village is launching 30 days of prayer and empowerment beginning tomorrow, and the 30 days are taking us to the election. And so they're saying, um, I stand firmly in unwavering faith, and I know all things are working together or for the good of the planet and everything in it. This is what we are affirming, not just for these 30 days, but always have been. We know that these 30 days are challenging for some people and inspiring for others, and we want to be a part of of raising the vibration. So the intention for our prayer and care village is that every day they will be offering an affirmation a musical selection, and a prayer as well. Um, So here's the thing, A, a, a quote from the ancestors as you can see it, which is always a prayer. So we are working on now exactly how we can get it to you, whether we will publish it and you will find it on our website, whether that's the way it will happen, but we're working because we believe that it can be even more effective if we can deliver it to you. Now this is where, I have to remind you, if we do not have a current email address for you, or we do not have a way to get to you, a current phone number so that we might cell phone, that we might text it to you, then you cannot be included. We would love to have you be included. So I'm going to suggest that you go to our website and update make sure you sign up for our recap, and that will give us a current email address for you um, so that you can be included as well. You can, if you're already in our system and you're giving to us, you can go into our breeze and make whatever corrections just to ensure that we have the most recent, the most current contact information so that when we do things like this, you can be included. Regardless of where you are in the world, you can still will be included, so that's an important piece that we're up to. Also, on October 24th and 25th, Urban Mindfulness Summit. Sonia has already given you the details of it. I just want to remind you that of the work that this team is doing, what I wanna highlight for you right now is that there's a sliding scale. Whenever we offer a sliding scale, it's to ensure that everybody can be included. So there's a $20 minimum. I'm gonna ask that you, that you, when you register, that you give at the level that you can give. If you can give more, then give more. It's not that the tickets are priced at $20, we wanna make sure that there is a $20 option that is available. So I'm gonna ask you to just give and give generously as you, uh, even as you register. So, Dr. Will, thank you so much. I love the way that he just brings us right into it. This notion of what, I wanna invoke what Charles Holt sang in Rolling River God and invite us to close our eyes, as the lyric of the song says. That when we close our eyes, it's our way of beckoning the divine, of inviting the divine, of giving it full sway, of knowing that the living one now, there are no blocks, there's no resistance. So right where we are right now, we are invoking what Dr. Will offered us, in this this existing translation and realness of the 23rd Psalm that goodness and loving kindness is pursuing us. So we enter this time of prayer with this awareness. This is our foundation. The foundation on which we stand now is an awareness that goodness and loving kindness are not just following us, but pursuing us all the days of our lives. Time after time, life after life, for all eternity. We dwell in the temple of the living one for all time. And so it is in this recognition in this recognition that there is but one life, and it is continuous. It represents all the days of our lives, all contained in the divine life of the living one. The full expansive, the omega, the alpha and the omega, where there is no beginning and no end, all life forever and ever expanding. We are in divine recognition in this moment of life everlasting the living one the strong one all of us surrounded and enfolded by this divine and empowered energy in which we move and breathe and find our very beingness to know that each and every one of us is one in this divine life everlasting no beginning, no end, full and complete, whole, perfect and complete in every way. And for anyone, I speak this word now from this established awareness that right where we are right now, all of this is true. So for anyone who is struggling to be there, where there is strain or strife in relationship, in health and well-being, in one's creative self-expression, around prosperity and abundance, around whatever it is, know this, goodness and loving kindness pursues each and every one of us all the days of our lives. Know this right in the midst of the doubt, of the struggle, of the stress, of the strain. Know this, that it is all working together for good. Know this, it's essential that we know this. That we not doubt and don't fail to honor what the ancestors knew and practice. God is, and all is well. Mother Harriet, knowing that, not discounting her circumstances, but God is, and all is well. Life is unfolding in an order when I know that everything is working together. Oh, I just give thanks. I give thanks for the power of this truth. I give thanks for the power of us breathing this into our lives and applying it, trusting it, knowing it, deferring to it. Oh, I give thanks for the divine shift in appearances and in effect. I'm giving thanks that this sets a new cause in motion. Oh, I'm grateful in absolute perfect gratitude. I simply let go and I let God, I release this word into the perfect activity of law. I know that it's done and done well in the divine, in the living one, in the strong one, and so I let it be. I take my hands off of it, I seal it for all eternity knowing that this word cannot possibly return void, but it must absolutely produce and produce in like kind in perfect alignment with the truth of this word. I let it be, and so it is. Amen, Ashe.